Welcome to the Erasmus Foundation podcast. My name is Paul Nugent. Are you looking for answers to life and its meaning? Then this may well be the very podcast you need to listen to. In a series of podcasts, we are going to look at the difficult questions of life and apply spiritual knowledge to find out the answers. Hello. Today we're going to talk about dreams and imagination, which is an interesting subject. And with me today, I have Padina from Spirit. So greetings, Padina. Greetings. And so the first question I would like to ask you is quite simple. Why does man dream? Man dreams very simply because he has a brain. And spirit do not have a brain. They have a mind. But spirit living on the earth as a humanoid, as mankind, has both his mind, but also his brain. And for those of you who understand a little how computers work, will understand that the brain, like a computer of the body, needs to rest and to go through a process of storing memory and processing some of the thoughts and processes the brain has experienced during its day. So it is at night when the brain is at rest. It needs to do its defragmentation. Thank you, Padina. Mine certainly does, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. Now, in spirit, does spirit dream at all? Not at all. No. It is something simply of the earth. That was quickly answered. So let's let's turn to another question. What about imagination? What is that? Well, I mentioned the mind, which is your spiritual part. And within the mind is creative ability. And when one wants to use what you term on the earth as imagination, it is the mind trying to invent something based on what the brain has experienced and possibly the mind as well. But essentially, for most people, it is summoned from the memory bank within the brain. And the mind uses its creative ability to invent or design something according to the resources available. 
So the mind interacts with the brain's um, memory in a way. In, indeed it does. It calls upon the memory that is held within the brain. So I'm assuming then, since the answer was quite simple with um, the idea of dreaming in spirit, that imagination in spirit, does that exist? Not, not entirely, no, not really, because everything is of great clarity in spirit. So we see everything as it is very clearly. And it is possible to imagine something, to invent something, in a sense. But normally, spirits are seeing what is. And really, for spirit, that is sufficient. So dreams and imagination really is is an earthbound thing, is what you're saying. It's entirely earthbound, the, yes, it the, is. the, the concepts. But at the same time, it is possible for spirit to invent something new using the creativity of the mind. But I would say imagination is something different. A lot of people believe that there is meaning in dreams, and quite a lot of them don't oh, seem indeed. to make much sense, but yes, but some of them do. Oh, yes. Sometimes in sleep, when the brain is quietened, the mind can project out and actually see something or experience something elsewhere. And that is real. It would be seen in color, not black and white. And it would seem very real. And then sometimes, depending on the age of spirit of the person, the brain would then need to interpret what the mind had seen. And the brain can only rely on its own memory, its own experience, to understand what the mind may have seen elsewhere. So during this process, the brain might not interpret what the mind has seen absolutely correctly. And it would be seen perhaps slightly unreal as a dream. Yes. Uh, and I think I've had that sort of experience myself where you get a feeling that what you're seeing is, is a memory and yet it's projected in such a way that it it doesn't quite ring true. Mm -hmm. So this, this is what you're talking about, is it? Yes. Well, that might just simply be it, the processing of the brain. It could be simply as that.
But as I say, if on some occasions the mind has really seen something very strongly, that may not be understood quite. On waking up, you know that you have seen something. It has been very real to you, but you may not have completely understood what you were seeing. I've had a couple of dreams that have been slightly life-changing in a way because I'm blind and, and I'd lost the sense of colour for a while. And mm -hmm. I was given an image, I assume I was given an image, that, that brought these colours back to my mind, which I really am great grateful for. Mm -hmm. Also, during the sleep period, spirits may draw near and impress something within the person's mind. So that can also be something you may have seen or experienced, very real, maybe something given to you symbolically for you to interpret, for you to understand something. So that can happen as well. Yeah, this was a, a symbolic um, thing. I'm sure it, it was a it was a very sort of flat image of a man mm. w with different colours on different parts of his body, and it was quite clear. But he was it was just like a as if a picture was held up in front of my face. If you see what I mean. Mm. Mm. Okay, and so I, I think I know the answer to this. But animals dream, I assume. <laughs> oh yes, those of you who have cats and dogs, will notice while they sleep, they may be responding to something they are dreaming of while they sleep. That is quite obvious, is it not? It certainly is. Now, do they dream in the same way as we do? do are, they, are their brains affecting the image, or are their images much clearer than ours? They know they are the same activity of the brain is happening. Um, and I would suggest mostly, if not entirely, it is simply brain activity that they are responding to. Animals, particularly dogs and cats, are very close to spirit. They have an awareness of spirit. And some even have their minds quite open. Those which are very aged and evolved spiritually. It's a lovely thing to experience anyway. It always makes me smile mm. when I see them mm. you know, twitching and all sorts of things. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, art in itself is, is an interesting subject. That's a lot of imagination goes into art. And mm -hmm. um, part of the art scene is a, is a thing called surrealism. Mm. 
Yes. Which, as I understand it, is very dreamlike in its presentation. What do you want to say about that? Yes. It is a fantasy. Surrealism is an expression of something which is not real. It is surreal. It is a fantasy, very often expressed as a sequence of dreams or dreamlike images, whether it is film or a painting or things of this nature. It is something which is to express something beyond reality. And I would suggest, and this might seem a little extreme, but I would suggest quite often it contains something which is not good because it is expressing something which is not real, something which is a fantasy, yes, and fantasy, there is nothing wrong with fantasy. But within fantasy, there may and can be elements of darkness, elements of evil. So one perhaps must view this with an open mind. And I would say some forms of art, which are described as surreal, are not good and contain an evil influence. I must say this because I must give you truth. Of course, Padina. So what sort of effect could they have upon you then, these things? Well, it is a form of negativity. It is a form of nihilism. It is, it is something sometimes that is not healthy. It is an influence on people's appreciation of life or imagery, however this is interpreted. But it is not a good, healthy influence. So it's almost distorting the truth in a way. Indeed, so. indeed. It is always a distortion. Yes. That is correct. Okay, thank you. Now, the other side of the coin of dreams is is nightmares. And, mm -hmm. you know, what, what is that all about? Well, again, so often the root of the nightmare is fear. The root cause is always fear. And the nightmare is expressing a basic fear. So this is why it is a very good exercise when going to sleep at night, particularly if you have a concern 
some anxiety to surround yourself in light and to take that with you into your sleep. Perhaps creating images that are beautiful, good, meaningful to you and taking that into your sleep. And that way you may avoid the negativity and that which is stimulated by fear causing a nightmare. There are some nightmares that recur, aren't there? That, 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 is that yes. What causes that then? Well, again, it is a, an established fear within the person, an undercurrent, which is there with them at all times, and it has not been managed. It has not been dissipated as it could have been or should have been. So it is reminding you in your state of sleep that that basic fear is there, it has not gone away, and it does require confronting, facing this fear and dealing with it. And so often the nightmare is just reminding you of that basic fear which you need to manage. Okay. Now, when we're sleeping, Bedina, you know, apart from dreaming, mm -hmm. are our minds at rest at that point or are they active? They may be resting, but they can be active. And this is why I say sometimes the mind may project out and see things. So one thing I will say about all dreams, if you have dreamt something that is meaningful, then it is a good practice to take note. Let's write this down. And it is an old saying that a dream untold is like a story unwritten. And this is true. They can be quite meaningful, especially if the dream is symbolic. If it is a nightmare, perhaps, it is telling you something. And telling might be telling you something important that could be very relevant to your life and meaningful really to help you so putting these dreams and nightmares into words sets it up in in your brain a little clearer is that what it does well, let us consider a nightmare if we take note what the nightmare was about Perhaps then through analyzing the nightmare, we might consider what the true cause, what the true fear 
that had sponsored this nightmare to begin with. So in looking at the fear, then we might come to realize that we need to confront this fear and deal with it, to put it to rest. It is there an anxiety within you that should not be there and needs to be dealt with. So the nightmare is really telling you, hey, this is not right, and this needs to be dealt with. When you attend to dreams and, and voice them, if you like, rather than nightmares, dreams now, they, they stick in your mind longer because dreams, as we all know, have a tendency to fade away very quickly. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you say, so many of the dreams that we have are seem to be the brain sorting itself out. But occasionally we get these very strong images that you know mean something and you mm. need to capture that somehow. It is really then a situation where the brain needs to hold on to what the mind has seen before it retreats away. Sometimes that is difficult, but on awakening in the morning, if we can hold on to that imagery, it might have something of some importance. We're coming to the end of our podcast now, so is there mm -hmm. anything you'd like to add before we close? No, I think... I think... Nightmares are something really to help us and should not frighten us too much. They have a purpose, and as I say, they should be dealt with, and that is their purpose. And dreams, again, isn't or shouldn't be something to overly concern us, cause too much anxiety. Again, at times, not always, but at times they will have meaning. And it is important to make use of their meaning, to understand their purpose. I think that's all I need to say, really. And said very clearly, Padina, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. The Erasmus Foundation is a spiritual teaching and healing foundation based in Laxfield, Suffolk, in the United Kingdom. We have a webpage, www.erasmus-foundation.org. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast or indeed have further questions for us, then please contact me on paul at erasmus-foundation.org and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Thank you very much for listening.